When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Corey Friedman. There he is, Cody Del Mendo down there. Ryan Herrera will join us later. I know everybody uh, that was on Twitter is probably here to uh, find out what my important announcement is about who you got. Uh, we will wait for Mr. Herrera to join us uh, 55 <laughs> minutes into the podcast, most likely. And, here we are. Uh, you brought in reinforcements from Stucky Nation, though. I'm here, everybody. And, we'll take care of it. And uh, that there will be a decision made about who you got tonight, But as I was wronged last night, of course. Uh, and the night before. I have an early announcement. Ooh, right? Oh, okay. We get to 80 viewers on tonight's show. I just tweeted out. Tweeted I tweeted it. out yeah. earlier. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We get to 80 viewers or more. We're currently at 16. We live, get to, you mean? Yeah, 80 live viewers. We get to 80 live viewers, and uh-huh. I will buy someone a random shirt from the CHGO locker. Uh, so, tell your friends. It's dope merch, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> it is dope merch. Sick trip. Uh, and, it has Brown, to, and it has to Stucky. be a con- we have wins, to get to Luke a consistent wins, 80 viewers. It can't just be 80 and then it drops completely. That's we, right. We need a consistent 80 viewers for, I will say, at least by the end of the show. <laughs> Matt, that was a disappointing mm-hmm. game. I don't know how much time we are going to spend on the Is specific <laughs> game that was played tonight because if I had to rank uh, 10 games that I can think of that were total duds, this has to be in the top 10. Oh, I don't know man. if it was the most boring game of the year, but it was in the top 10 of duds. The Cubs have had, I, I think, a, a pretty strong like regime, like infrastructure change since Aristides Aquino debuted in the league, but they have not figured out how to pitch to him. No. Yeah, dude. Like 31.6% <laughs> of his career home runs against the Chicago Cubs. But I sent a tweet Not out great. from the CHGO Cubs account tonight. If you don't follow us on Twitter you, then, and you're here, then I don't know why you don't follow us on Twitter. Um, but coming into tonight, before his two homers, his slash line against the Cubs was 275, 344, 688. And his slash line against the rest of baseball, the rest of baseball, He's hitting 200 on base at 275 and slugging 387. The guy is the classic Orlando Arcia. <laughs> like, I, uh, I I don't even know what to say. When the the first one, he, I think it was the first one, was a tank. Was that the one that went yeah. out of the way? I mean, that was a tank of a home run. 
And he just loves to hit against the Cubs, just like or- Orlando Arcia or Jace Peterson. I can name any other trash can from Milwaukee Brewers that sucks against everyone else except for the <laughs> Cubs. Um, Aristides Aquino can be one of those except for the Reds, I guess. You know what I mean? Blouser like Cub Killer. Rhonda, we could put that on a shirt. This game was a disappointing game tonight. That's their 2022 motto. <laughs> that would be a that would be solid. Um, it's replaced, it's different here. That was disappointing, is the new uh yeah, the new mantra. It's disappointing here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Assad? I mean, you know, he's had some decent outings. This was nothing uh was it five five plus innings, four runs? I mean it was so yeah. And I think, what, three of those were charged to him, but after he had left the game, two or three of those. So, I mean, you know, they, they still count on his line, but uh, I think he's been solid. Eric Yulman we, struggled again. We've talked a lot about, like, you know, pitching depth and having those uh, guys that maybe come up and down, spot start, fill in for guys, um, you know, come in long relief. Like, it's good to get these guys a shot. So... Assad has been pretty solid, and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I think, his fourth game here tonight. But it's good to see it. So, you know, it's, again, it's, like, kind of the point, right? Some of these guys are going to be more exciting and I think have more of a future and ceiling. You know, we saw that with Wisniewski last night where it's like, okay, maybe this guy's a future starter, a big-time that prospect. That was exciting. Yeah, and, like, it's, it's not always going to be that way, but getting younger guys or guys who don't have major league experience time out there and – hopefully, you know, carving out a little bit of a role. It's a it's a worthwhile exercise in a season that has seen some not-so-worthwhile exercises, right? So it's, I'm, I'm always going to be okay with them doing that. Meanwhile, Eric Yulman, man, he's, he's really struggled. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he gives up. I mean, most of those runs were charged to Assad, right? But he was the one on the mound whenever they came in, right? And he struggled in Toronto. We we talked about it. You know, I s- sat on the show and was like, you know, what's the point? These games don't matter. Like, we, he's young. He's got he's got the stuff. We just got, you know, he's got to go through the growing pains, stuff like that. You know, I'm, I, I mean, a week isn't going to change my opinion on that, but <laughs> it's not encouraging. Like, I don't feel great. Like, I, do, do I feel good about him going into 2023? No. Do I think he's part of – you know, being part of a winning ball, a ball club, I, I want to think so because I do like the the bullpen arms this team has been able to bring up this year and and show some promise. But yeah, he's struggling right now. Brandon Hughes also struggled when he first came up outside of his first appearance. Like, I want to believe that he's going through the growing pains. And he's going to figure it out, and hopefully, maybe he figures it out before the end of the year. Gives it get, gets on a nice little nice little run, and you know maybe. Maybe things will change going into 2023. But, yeah, right now it's just not been good for him. Uh, the walks have really killed him, um, giving up a lot of hard contact on top of it. So, I don't know. Got to adjust. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I, th- I like, who knows, right? Like, he's 26. Right. He was really good in AAA this year. And, you know, it's uh, – what is he at right now? Like, 18 innings. So, you know, some of these guys are learning how to pitch in the big leagues. and. Yep. You know, his ERA has ballooned up to near six now. But, yeah. again, that's kind of the point, right? David like, just get these guys That's innings. what Max is saying, too. He's saying these guys drawing conclusions on short MLB stints. I don't know if he means us. I don't know if he means the chat. I, I don't know if he means the Cubs. But I think what he's saying is factual. The Cubs are doing it. We're doing it. The chat is doing it because we have no other choice. They're, mm-hmm. 
they didn't get the opportunities, some of them early in the season. The They're getting the, the opportunities chat. because you traded four guys away from your bullpen. Yeah. So now yeah. guys are getting that opportunity. And that's they, the tough part about baseball and the business. Like, they're yeah. not going to get a huge sample size to prove themselves right. necessarily. David has a good comment, too. He says, Yulman's Irwin average before the Toronto series was 2.25. So, yeah, it's just it's not been good of late. Before that, there were signs of him looking like a multi-inning reliever. I think right. I talked about that last week when – when he gave up those those runs that allowed the Blue Jays to come back and beat the Cubs. Like, you know, tonight it's, it was a little bit different. It was a tie game, and or the Reds led by one, whatever. I don't know. Uh, but it's just uh, he's not someone that I think that we need to just completely give up on yet. Uh, not with this pitching infrastructure that the Cubs have developed. And if you don't want to believe in the p- pitching infrastructure – then that's fine. I'm not going to tell you how to cub. That's how we are here. But, like, if you don't want to believe in it now, then you're never going to believe in it ever. And if you want to be that miserable, fine. That's fine. That, that's you. You want to be pessimistic? Fine. But I'm, I'm all I can tell you want, if you want a different excuse, like, I'm not going to give you a different excuse. Like, I, I'll give you a different excuse in July of next year if this team sucks. But that right now, that's all I got. That's all I I can give you. I think, like, you know, this is all... You're talking about the pitching infrastructure. Like, yeah, like, it it sucks to watch someone like Yeoman struggle right now, but these are valuable data points, right? And it's better to do this now than hopefully next year when they're competing, right? So you take this information, however he does, say he ends the year with around, like, 30-ish innings. Like, you look at that in the offseason, you go into spring training, and you try to see if you can form that into a useful major league reliever, right? Like there's plenty of relievers that have come up and struggled in their first 20 innings in the big leagues. I'm not saying that Yeoman's going to be the future closer, but part of this process, and it's true with guys like Assad, it's going to be true with Wisniewski. It's true even with Steele and Thompson, and we've talked about that a lot. Like this doesn't have to be the final form, but you're getting valuable information about what do these guys do against major league hitters how do their pitches play against major league hitters things like that you take that information you get into the the pitch lab right with Hadavi, craig breslow all these very smart guys uh that brendan looks up to and aspires to be and you <laughs> see if you can turn some stuff out right like i think of all the things like i trust to your point like i trust the pitching infrastructure more than basically anything in this organization I think like those guys know what they're doing they're they're working at you know some of the forefront of the league and and how they're approaching data and all of that so give it a chance not all these guys are going to work that's okay it makes sense yeah I I just found myself in a seven to one game against a team that was I don't know what are they together there are like almost 50 games out of first place combined and I thought to myself, how am I going to get interested in the Cubs right now? And so I started thinking about the future. And, it, you know, we'll talk about PCA and some of the other guys. And then I, I looked up on one of the other monitors here at, at CHGO, and I saw Aaron Judge hit number 55. And we've talked a lot about other guys for free agency. I got to tell you, the one that make, gives me goosebumps is actually Aaron Judge. 55 homers, the next highest guy in baseball, Schwarber at 36. 
He has almost 20 home runs more than anybody else in baseball in a season where nobody can hit home runs. Guys, this would be Sammy-esque if you could put Aaron Judge in a 99 running around the bases at Wrigley Field. You want to, we keep saying, what jersey are you going to buy? What's the next Cubs jersey you're going to buy? They sign Aaron Judge, 99 is going to be all over Wrigleyville. He is a sideshow, not just a baseball game going on, and he helps your team win. What were the numbers about the war and all that you were looking up? He is about, he's a, I think as of you know recording this, he's like an 8.9 win player, which is quite a bit. Basically a nine war player, yeah. I mean, and, and Michael's saying steroids. The guy's enormous. He's super tall. And, and by the way, Cody doesn't care what it is. I say we should bring steroids back. That's just my opinion. Steroids save baseball. I'm all about it. We've talked about Correa. We've talked about Bogarts. You need an shirt that says, like, <laughs> pro steroids. steroids. Yeah. There you go, Joe. Steroids save baseball. Bring them back. Bring them back. And then give one to Ricketts. And he Wes- should be the first one to own one. Wesley, I'm not saying I can imagine him signing here. He will go where the money is the most. Period. I guarantee he goes where the biggest deal is. Unless uh, Cincinnati offers him $5 million more than somebody else, then yes. Okay, he won't go to Cincinnati. But if the Cubs offer him more than the Yankees do, he will go to the Cubs. And yeah. they've been saving cash now for multiple years. Fill up the back of the truck. Take it to Aaron Judge's house. Give me Aaron Judge. Luke wants to see some... On a five-year deal, real high. We would get some, I think, like Glenn Allen Hill-esque, Waveland, into the the buildings type shots. Yeah, He might Dave Kingman over the scoreboard. Uh, look, I'm into it. I, you know, we talk about all these guys. I'll be happy if they spend money on any good players. If we're debating which of those players to get, I'll be thrilled, right, after the way that uh, some of these off-seasons have gone. So you can debate the merit of certain guys. Uh, you know, I think Correa's one of the, the hot names, Xander Bogarts, yeah. Trey yeah. Turner, if he isn't mm-hmm. extended by the Dodgers, like— I'm in for all of it. If we're, you know, going to get down to the nitty gritty, I'd, I'd probably have to think about it. Um, I do love. Well, go a, ahead and think about it. I do That's love. That's what a I'm good, saying. Like, Braggs is saying Otani, and and I, our our new teammate Braggs. The reason I'm not saying Otani necessarily over judges, you don't have to give anything just up, money, other yeah. than Tom Ricketts' cash. Yeah, not my money. I, hey, I'm I'm all for. They should do all of it. Sign Correa, <laughs> sign Judge, trade for Otani. There you go. 2023 champs. Put it in the book. <laughs> so if you right? if you had if you had uh four if you had three hundred and fifty million dollars and you could get one of those guys for three hundred and fifty million dollars, who do you want? Or trading for Otani. Correa. <laughs> Luke is going full Kaplan. <laughs> Take that, Nick. Take that. Oh, I I, I do Phenomenal. like Correa. I, I really like Trey Turner, honestly. Um, would I take him over Judge? No way. Uh, probably not, but I don't know. Like, if Judge hits 70-something home runs, that That's contract is going to be massive. It's not my money. I'm happy to give out Ricketts' his money, but, like, Trey Turner might just be more <laughs> feasible. I love, like, the speed, and, like, I think him and Nico up the middle would be really something. Our new teammate, uh, Greg Braggs. Wants Otani. Cubs have seem to have the right pieces for a good offer. I'm with you. I, I'm if I can change my answer already. I, I go Otani if I'm doing that. But I'm with. I don't think he's going to be available. I'm all into getting Otani and trading for Otani. 
I just don't want to totally deplete the farm system to get him. But am I into trading for Otani this offseason? Yes. But it's way easier to just spend money than it is to give up those guys. You can keep that entire farm system and Nico Horner and just add Aaron Judge to the lineup as a DH. Perhaps. <laughs> David Elliott's going to make 50 more accounts so we get to 80. <laughs> Michael Watson. I also, like, extension. I also like Daniel's, uh, Daniel's comment. He says, prefer a trade package for Otani rather than a bidding war for Judge. Also, lost a ton of respect for Corey, or maybe he meant Cody, with his steroid stance. Fair enough, but shake my head. Hey, you don't have to agree with me. I'm just giving you my two cents. Or maybe it was Corey stance. Are you a steroid guy? You, you like, You're the one that said the, the steroid thing. Well, I'm now, saying now that I know he that said Corey, now though. that I know like respect is on the line, I'm not saying anything. Uh-huh. You'll never get my take on well, steroids. A lot of so. people don't respect. Oh, people me. lost <laughs> respect for me a long time ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, there's nobody like Otani in the game, and there's nobody like Aaron Judge. They are the two guys that stand out where you're like, nope. Nothing like him. Can't find another player that even closely comps to him. Judge is one of those players, too, who I think, you know, he does fit, I think, a lot. And Jed has talked about this recently in terms of adding power and needing to slug, and, and that's kind of what this offense has lacked. In the last offseason, some of the trades, some of the things that they've done, they prioritize contact, which, of course, is what was sorely missing at the end of the last good era of Cubs baseball, the golden era, if you will. And Judge is one of those players where you look at, like, how Nico plays the game, you know, what role Nick Madrigal has next year, we'll see. But, like, contact-heavy guys, you you mix in a lineup where Judge yes. is blasting 50-something home runs, maybe more, right? Like, that it's a nice it's, yeah. balance of, of the tools of the game of baseball. So, I, I look, I'm, I'm all for it. Madrigal, Nico, Suzuki, Judge. Right. Okay. Okay, you can be good. looking at a three-run homer every first <laughs> sounds inning. Sounds good. Right? No, I, I mean, okay. So we all agree. Sure. You would spend yeah. lots of money on him. I'm just curious. I, Kevin would say it as we were talking about it during the game. Maybe you thought Correa. You, I think Correa just for the sole fact of you're going to spend $300 million on a player, which Judge is going to get $300 million. Mm-hmm. Correa is going to get probably $300 million. Can the, can, the, can the people hear you, Kevin? Yeah, I got my mic. Okay, on. okay. Um, you're going to want to spend it on a five-tool player. I don't think Judge is a five-tool player. He's not. I, I, I know he's not a five-tool player. But he's so exceptional at hitting. Oh, no question. Yeah. And I you just, have the DH now that it's kind of like, eh. So just, what if he's not out there making catches? If you can still play him every day and he can hit three, he's also two not, bombs. He's also not like, this isn't like, you know, Jorge Soler out there. Like, I think no, he's no, a, yeah. a decent, he's got a hose too. But, um I do, I do know what you mean. I Part of the reason that I say, like, Trey Turner, I bring up Correa or even Bogarts, like, that just seems like the most likely direction to me. I don't know why, but, like, I just think given the way their outfield is, a lot of their pros- big prospects are outfielders. Like, I kind of just feel like a middle infielder or a third baseman is what they end up doing. Uh, but, hey, I'm – I – and more than happy to spend Tom Ricketts money on nine <laughs> nine win players that are going to hit 70 home runs or 60-something home runs. Please do. I'm curious what Niren thinks. Niren says Correa is overrated. Look at his OPS. Niren's always got some facts to back up his opinion. Um, his numbers curi- are underwhelming this year, no doubt. Like It's almost at a point where I'm like, why, why opt out? 
He's making $35 million this year. Might what, as well play one more year. What's the best stat for evaluating a guy? War? You uh, like war? I mean, it, it, it kind of depends what we're talking about, I think. Um, for this team, let's just, let's just say, I mean, if it's war, it's not even close. Right, for this year. For this year, like, judges, like, double this everybody. Year. He was a six-war player last year. He's been a five-war or better player twice in his six-year career. He could I mean, be he could be an eight-war guy, eight-plus guy twice. But he's, the, thing, the difference between Correa and Judge outside of their position is Correa is 27. Judge is going to be 31 next year. Well, it's also, you know, how they're providing that value. Correa is a great defender. Too. Yeah. You know, on the middle Correa is getting some like, points for defensively. Right. No question yeah, about it. So. You're definitely getting more of a – you're getting more than just the offense from Correa. You're getting defense. I think you're getting leadership. I think you're also getting leadership from Judge, too. He plays in a tough market. Um, has to deal with, you know, very, very, very uh, tough media. I think it's a lot tougher than Chicago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of those – Factors go in. Um, Cray, on the other hand, he's never really played in a market like New York or Chicago. How he would play in them, I don't know. Does he want to well, play? Well, I mean, in he them, did I have assume. to deal with, you know, I mean, well, he was did, part of it, but the, like it was a the, pretty serious, like, media right, thing. Right. So. And he honestly looked bad during it the entire time, but. As the guy here. He didn't shy away from it. You know, you can say what you want about how he handled it, but he certainly didn't shy away from it. Yeah, he definitely stood up for his teammates. (laughs) I will give give him credit for that. He did stick up for his teammates, especially Altuve. Um, And I respect that. Even even if it is for that situation, I will will respect that. So So Michael saying pitching, pitching, pitching near and says, make no move that blocks trading for Otani. Or do you mean waiting for Otani to hit free agency? I don't think that happens. So me either, because yeah, any yeah. team that's going to trade for him is going to sign him to right. a deal. So we'll see. The I mean, and we, you know, we talked. about I love Otani too, but it just costs you more. We talked about this when we were watching the game. Like you know, pitching. Like of course they need pitching. It's mm. it, it's it's not as readily available, right? In terms of maybe what they're going to be looking at. Um, there are a ton of those middle infielders. Maybe if the Yankees don't keep him, Aaron Judge will be on the market. There's not a plethora of number one starters that are just going to be available for you to sign. So maybe they go out and trade for not Shohei Otani, somebody to go atop Marcus Stroman in this rotation. Um, but I, I agree with Michael. Like, I, if if the market were there, if there was a 2014, you know, December John Lester deal to be made, yes. that's what they should be doing. Agreed. But it's I don't think it's sitting there. No, we know? went through the list of guys yeah. that per- – John Lester's not sitting out there in free agency. Well, he's yeah. one of one, so of course yeah. he's not. Well, oh, but, sorry. You know. Excuse a me. John Lester type. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking at the unrestricted free agents list tonight, and I mean, Sean Mania was the one that really stuck out. A lot of these other guys that we've talked about over the last few months, they, they all have to opt out, and we all believe that they're going to, right. like a yeah. Carlos Rodon or a Jacob deGrom, whatever. But, you know, we don't genuinely know at this current moment. So when you look at the actual – Yes, they're going to be unrestricted free agents. Yeah, like Sean and I is really the only one that. Right. And I'm like, I, I'd, I'd take a flight. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd take him. He, he's, a, he's not a number one, but I'd take him in this rotation that the Cubs have. So you know, that's that's where I'm at on the pitching. Like, it, as far as free agents, I, it's it's a very tough, tough to look at and be like, this is what the Cubs should go and do whenever they have a slew of issues that they need to fix and 
it can really be fixed very fast or very easy, but Wesley wants Wesley. Daniel Norris. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> Daniel Norris. I can't oh, believe boy. we just said that name on this podcast two nights uh, in a row. Niren's talking about uh, media deals uh, if they had Otani and Sayo. Well, I mean, first of all, your marketing would no go brainer. through the roof. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, there's obviously a lot more that of money coming back because of that. Um, just depends on what you have to give up. That's going to be so exciting to see what happened. That is I, that is the story. I, I, Mike Trout, if Mike Trout gets traded, would be a huge story too. But what happens with Otani is, is like LeBron making the decision. Yeah. It, it's that it's almost that big. Yeah. You know, one guy Absolutely. makes a bigger impact in basketball, but Otani is going to be real similar to that. Soto was big. The Soto deal was big, but Otani because he pitches too, and is like he makes he's any team's number one pretty much. Yeah. Right? Uh, Absolutely. Cody, what are you doing with uh, points bet? We got the NFL season starting. The college oh, season's man. off and running. You should go listen to CHGO Bets Daily. We, me and Sean Anderson from CHGO White Sox did a week one preview today, uh, kind of going through the lines. Very uh, fun to finally talk about the NFL. Uh, so go check that out. We got plays for tomorrow. Uh, I got a prop bet I'll tell you about later. Anyway. We we do it. We we do the show because we're good friends of Points Bet. Points Bet Sportsbook is counting down the days until the football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off from now until September 8th. Points Bet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from 12 to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Sign up for the Points Bet. Sign up for Points Bet now using code CHGO to also get risk-free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets. Boosted odds and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not it. If you make a $51 or more first-time deposit, receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Download the PointsBet app today and use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited-time offer. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear. Get tons of compliments on and off the course. They are a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag. Keeps the drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code CHGO to receive 15% 15% off your first order. Get free shipping as well. That is pinsandaces.com. Seven beers That's a right in the one. golf bag. I haven't heard that one. Seven bush lights. Ooh. Nice and cold for nice Cody. And cold. Ice cold. Ice cold. <laughs> um, or he, some Miller lights. Miller <laughs> light guy whatever, whatever you choose. <laughs> uh, just to back to the chat real quick, uh, David Snyder says no to Otani. What was the reasoning there? Most recent uh, thing on the chat. Why is David out on Otani? He will he cost will. the most. He's older, not worth it. Judge, he's definitely keep worth him. It. Correa, hope we do not get him. Bogarts and Turner are the guys. It's bold. I think bold. the Bogarts thing caught fire because he's willing to play third base, and a lot of people like Nico at short. I think that's why Bogarts seems to be, you know, he's a guy who's play, he's got experience in both, can play both. I wanted to talk quickly about Carlos's. You, real quick, 
double back on the pitching. Tyler Glass now signed a one-year deal, correct? Like twenty. He, he signed a one-year extension with the Rays. Sign me the F up for Tyler Glass now if he's available next year and doesn't re-sign yeah, with the Rays. I mean, that's a next year. We'll be talking about that next year's next offseason. But, yeah. He was a guy that I was hoping that maybe the Rays would try to move at the deadline. Yeah. And when the Cubs were in talks with them for Wilson Contreras, I was like, oh, maybe Tyler Glass now is a guy they can get. I didn't, that I, that would have been the, that would have been something that if they traded Contreras, I'd been, I would have found a way to accept it because there's, at least there's some high high upside with a guy like Tyler Glass. Now. There's been a couple of those. Uh, he signed, I think, a midseason extension, and so did um, Joe Mus- Musgrove. Musgrove yeah. And both of those, when we're talking about like you know pitchers being available in the market, those were the guys. Like the Musgrove thing in particular was one where it was like, shoot, like that would have been a a pretty obvious target for the Cubs. So. Uh, yeah, a couple of those guys that would have been on that market are they've been taken care of. Glassnell's so. on a team that loves to deal for prospects, though, too. Yeah, but they, usually the old adage is if the Rays uh-huh. make a deal with you, you probably you should not should have not done it. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. Pirates are a good example there, uh, which should feature the Tyler Glassnell. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Pete Crow Armstrong, Midwest Player of the Month, slashing 356, 417. 535. So, in the spirit of what we were talking about, Mr. Aaron Judge, if you have to protect one Cubs prospect from being traded this offseason, who is the one prospect you're protecting? I uh, go, you, you go. I just wanted to, Niran corrected us in the chat about Glass now. He, one year extension. He's last year of arbitration, next year, and then his one year extension. Mm-hmm. So, he'd actually be so a free years. agent in 2025, yeah. not 2024. My bad. Thank facts. you, Niran. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good, good story. story. That's right. There you go. I'm getting – I need – put that on a shirt too, obvious shirts. Thank you. <laughs> Cody's anyway, go ahead. I'm shirts. sorry. So if you had to protect one Cubs prospect from being traded, who would it be? I'm going to let you protect one – only one guy out of all the prospects they've added up now. I mean, A year I, ago, you would have said Brennan Davis. If, if I were – Plain and simple. If I were positive that – you know, Brennan were coming back, and I, I mean, he, you know, appears to be healthy by mm-hmm. all counts, but obviously, you know, back injuries are pretty serious, right? Um, and hopefully this was not, you know, it was a specific one, didn't involve, like, the discs or anything like that. Um, Careful there. But <laughs> I, I I would say now it's probably PCA. It's close for me. Those are the two guys, you know, when we talk about this stuff, like if they're making big trades – if if you told me they're going to trade for Otani, here's the players. Mm-hmm. I'm probably just going to, if I'm in control, I'm giving it the green light. Yeah, do it. Bring him to me. But PCA, like if I'm picking one, <laughs> I think is that guy right now. Here's Corey Patterson. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot says Matt Mervis. Uh, okay. I, I like the chat saying Matt Mervis because I, I didn't say it over there earlier when we were kind of talking about it, but like, Matt Mervis, if you put his numbers up to 2014 Chris Bryant, they are literally almost the same. I know he's not in a, the top 100, but, like, that has to go a long way in my opinion. I, I don't know. And the only reason I say Matt Mervis is because if you're going to make a trade for a guy like Otani or whoever, you're going to have to give up some, one of the one or two of those top 100 Right, prospects. that's what I'm saying. Tell them you could protect one of them, but they can have their pick of the other guys. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. You gotta. To, I, in my thinking, you have to keep those three top one or one hundred prospects that the Cubs have. You have to keep them open to whoever, and that's why I say Mervis because 
All he's right. not in the top 100. I'm, I'm, I mean, he's made a huge jump and whatever. I just – that's why, to me, like, those three, you have to you have to be able to be willing to, to trade one of them. I don't want to, but I'm just saying, like, that, that's, that's my thinking behind it. That's why I say Mervis okay. has, again, numbers <laughs> insanely similar to 2014 Chris Bryant, minor league player of the year, Went on to be MVP, World Series champion, all that, all that good shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he's going to be the next Chris Bryant, but I'm just saying he is, he's, he's, he's on a nice track. We should save this because, to me, it sounds crazy based on what you hear about PC and Brennan, but it is not crazy because prospects are so erratic and irregular and you don't know what to expect. You could be sitting here in four years and be like, how did we not say Mervis? You could. I I mean, I, like, Mervis has obviously been great. The only reason that I'm not I'm not in that camp in terms of, like, I'm unwilling to move him or he's one of the guys I'm protecting is just because, you know, this he's, he's done this for one year, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't have that pedigree. When we talk about someone like Chris Bryant, like, he had done that at every level, you know, top draft pick, first-round draft pick, goes through every level, just does it. This is just who he is, right? He's, like, destined to do exactly what he did in 2015, 2016. Like, Mervis has been out of control this year. He's got a, you know, he's got a 976 OPS, right? Like, it doesn't need convincing on that. Uh, but I just, you know, I need more more time, you know, hitting like this before he's in that category, to me, of no chance I'm moving him, you know, just not in that right. that category for me yet. That doesn't mean I don't think he's going to be good or that he's having an unbelievable year, right? Um, I just think that's, you know, kind of a different category. But like I said, I, I, I'm not sure how I'm not typically a, you know, prospect, uh, you know, hold on to type of guy. Right. You're right? okay when they trade him because they're prospects. Yeah. If I'm answering the question right now, I'm saying PCA a year ago, it would have been Brennan Davis, but like, depending on who we're talking about, I'm probably saying, yeah, sure. Like trade whoever you want, right? Like, go right. improve the big league team right now. We'll deal with feeling guilty. Like I'm not bothered. Like we can debate the merit of the specific trade, but I'm, I don't get bothered watching like Dylan cease pitch and pitch really well. They made a trade. They thought either. they thought that the trade was going to help I'm them. I'm the only one who does. Okay. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, it's okay to, like, think they didn't make a good trade at the time. But, like, f- six years later, five years later, I'm like, whatever. They tried to win a championship. I'm, I'm always going to support them trying to win and support the current big league team. I am currently there. You know? I am I'm there with you, too. I'm just – it doesn't make it any easier for me to watch – him shove and be in the AL side. No, I, I, right. yeah, I do get that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I definitely get You see get more that. of them than you care to see, yeah. really. Yeah, like... So, I, we know, do work just, with people who yeah. remind us that <laughs> yes, he came from the It's yeah. added icing on the misery of the 2022 season for me. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. No, I get what you're saying. You, you shouldn't let the hindsight of a trade affect how you feel right. about a potential trade down the road. And that's how a front office is should be operating too. I'm, I feel that the Cubs front office doesn't look that feel that way or try to, and if they are, then that's a big problem to be honest. But I, I mean, I, there's no signs that show that they've yeah. been willing to trade with the white Sox again and, and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I get what you're saying when it comes to like Mervis only had, has only had one really good minor league season, blah, blah, blah. But it's PCA very good. was literally, you know, uh, what well, he was, he didn't even go to college, right? He was a high school guy. 
and, and Mervis or no PCA. PCA. Oh, PCA. PCA yeah. was a high school guy drafted <laughs> literally in the first round. Mervis would have been drafted, but it was in 2020. So who knows where he would have been drafted. So yeah, there's a lot different there for sure. He wasn't like a, a number two overall pick like Chris Bryant. Like I, I get what you're saying. So, so adjust the, the question just slightly. Would you rather protect Brennan Davis, PCA, Alcantara, Mervis, those four guys, or would you rather protect Nico Horner, the best player on your team? If I don't say Nico Horner, I'm going to have a problem when I go to record with Brendan again. So, I will just. That's. Uh... <laughs> I mean, it, it's 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 a it's a difficult question. The the pro, you if know Nico if, had done this for like three years, I would a hundred percent say Nico. Yeah. I think I still say Nico because he's the only one that's done it at the major league level. Well, and that, and that's the key. If you're making a trade to improve the major league roster, Nico is the person who's currently doing it at the major league roster. Some of these other guys are a few years away, so you have a a proven commodity. If if you know not over several years, but a, a currently proven right. commodity. Versus guys who are not there. And you, know, you even think back to like that last group of the, the, the core and even the, the prospects beyond the core in 2014, 2015, 2016. Like there were a lot of discussions. Should the Cubs trade this guy? Should they trade Almora? This and that. And Theo admitted, you know, that one of the things he wishes he could have changed was not holding on to some of those guys sometimes, which is sort of kind of like the conversation we're having, right? Right. If you, if you hold on to these guys and believe all of them hit their ceiling, Right. Do you regret doing that? You can regret that just as much as trading them. I, I see that uh, a Brandon Myler has chimed in saying, "Careful, would your partner he trade might. Nico Horner for Otani straight up?" I don't. I, I don't. I don't think Brendan would trade uh, Nico for anything. He wouldn't I take really Otani. Come no, on, he he would. He better. Come on. Speaking of Team Ryan, Team Ryan is here. He's here. Uh, Cody. Oh, what? Hey, Ryan, real Ooh. quick, Cody's going to give us the pick of the week. Ooh, give us your hot buddy. points bet pick of the week. Oh, my God. I've been waiting to tell you guys. We're riding, or I'm riding, Allen Robinson over 65 and a half yards receiving tomorrow. Over 65 and a half yards receiving tomorrow. Like wow. Bills, Rams, uh, one of the top corners for the Bills is out tomorrow. Last name's White. Forget his first name. Kevin, correct me if, if you know that name. And Allen Robinson is going to try this year. Yeah, and Allen Robinson's going to try. He's like in a new system, in a new offense, completely. Like they're in a dome, so you don't have to worry about weather. It's going to be high scoring. The over under is at like 52.5 points or something like that. There's going to be points scored tomorrow. First game of the NFL season. You know, the NFL is going to be telling the refs to, you know, just let things go. You know, Allen Robinson over 65 and what, a half years. What name was I supposed to correct you on? What you the, say? The cornerback for the Bills. The, the most well-known. Josh Allen? Josh Allen, yeah. No, not quarterback. No, corner. Corner. Cornerback. Oh. oh um, is shoot. it Tredavious White? Is yes, that? Tredavious yeah, White. Okay. But he might, be, yeah. he might be injured, though. That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. out. Yeah, he's so that out. does like the Bills secondary is not great going into week one. I like so, it. So I like, I like Allen Robinson over 65 and a half yards. I think you get it minus 110 or minus 115 on points, but uh, – Sometimes it's just nice to win one, and I feel like that will be one that will just be like, eh, it's just nice to win one, guys. Stan Miller wants to bet that he'll drop two passes. Stan Miller is, uh, uh, is part uh, of Team Stucky. And he's, he's a member he's, of Stucky Nation. Stan Miller is. He was at the town hall meeting today for Stucky Nation. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Heck, heck of a person. The Stucky Nation, the dictatorship, we're all, me and Cody are the resistance. 
from Stucky Nation. <laughs> we are like, me and Cody are like Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, we're the resistance. Right. Luke is Darth yeah. Vader, and Corey's, Corey's the Emperor Palpatine in the background controlling everything. I'm yeah, an impar I'm just an impartial, you know, member of Stucky Nation. I, you know, My I voted man. last night in the YouTube chat. I, I looked at the stats, Ryan. What do you want me to do? You know, you didn't look at Brendan's stats. Stan, uh, Ryan the fraud has joined the room. Wow, holy the shit. daggers are it's out. Heated. Wow, it is heated. Wow, wow. Yeah, I don't know. Well, when he started calling himself Luke Skywalker, that was a little funny story about Ryan. <laughs> Uh, so I was right. I rode home through Wrigley last night <laughs> just for fun uh, because, you know, Cubs coming off the, the win and Wesneski and everything. So I decided to ride through Wrigley. I'm going down Clark and I get up to where you live, your neck of the, like your street. You live on Grace, right? Uh, I get up oh, to that corner. Knows that now. Publicizing that. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> you, you live on that street. You live by the obvious shirt store. Fine. Uh, I tweeted that. It's fine. <laughs> And uh, I'm going past it, and there's Ryan and his charger just, like, hanging out, waiting for the light to change or waiting for me to go by so he could turn to go home. Yeah. Were you I revving the engine in neutral? And he saw me, and he's like, <laughs> I'm like, hey, yeah. as I'm, like, speeding <laughs> like, by at 15 miles per hour. <laughs> I, almost, I almost took him out on the street, too. He I was like, did. oh, and he, he had to, like, go around a couple parked cars, so I had to, like, quickly swerve around him just to avoid it. It was a fun night, especially after winning. Who you got? What was what was the hot topic tonight in the uh, in the clubhouse? David Ross. Uh, what should we know that was said after what I called uh, one of the ten most boring games of the season? Yeah, I mean it was very quick post game. You know, Ross Assad. Um, not a whole lot to say about that. I mean, it was obviously Assad's worst start of the year. Um, what do you end up with? Four earned five runs. And, like five, five innings or five and a third and four runs? I can check real quick. Uh, it, was, it was four and five and a third. Yeah, four earned runs, five and a third. Which that like weird earned run thing that happened after he got taken out, like, I don't know. If someone wants to explain how that that unearned run became an earned run at one point, I, I didn't get it. But, um, you know, I know Ross complimented his uh, you know ability to, to, to hit the sinker inside. On hitters, um, so that was kind of his bread and butter when he was work when he was going well. It was it was kind of that leading him, um, but obviously just overall the the way it ended after you know a few good innings, it's, it obviously just didn't end um, the way that he his first two starts his first two starts were good. Uh, this one wasn't, um, so it's kind of one of those back to go you know take this time in between starts. If he kind of stays in the rotation another time or two, go through these starts, or, uh, go take this time between starts and, and figure out what went wrong, figure out what he needs to do better. Cause there was a point during this game, like the first three innings basically where he looked good, except for that home run to Aquino. Um, and it's, yeah, so I think it's just figuring out what's working for him when he's at his best and making sure he's, he, he's kind of honing in on that because for a guy that's, I think kind of at this point still competing for a 40-man spot, um, trying to get his name on that 40-man spot when the Rule 5 draft comes um, in the offseason. I think he's a guy that really needs to kind of bounce back the the next few opportunities he gets. If it's in the rotation, if it's back out of the bullpen, um, it's just kind of one of those things where he can't really afford to have 
can only afford to get uh, blown up on uh, with so little time left in the season. Don't you guys, I, I think I mentioned it last time they pitched, you have Sampson going in the series finale tomorrow. I feel like those two guys are fairly similar and the Cubs may have to choose between one of them for the 40-man. I think that's a possibility. Though it comes down to some names like that. Like, Not that they aren't valuable pieces. They are valuable pieces, but you can't keep all those guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, Assad's you know, significantly younger than yes. Samson, so yeah. I feel like that's that's one reason why you'd probably choose him over Samson. Samson's I, a little bigger sample size. Yeah, and that and that's the thing that helps him. But I also feel like, you know, no team is going to be clamoring for Samson. You probably could just sign him to another minor league deal or whatever, throw him back down in Iowa and if that is that how is that how it can work? Like if you don't put him on the 40 man, you can still just, you know, send him back to Iowa next yeah, year if well, you if you sign him to well, a minor league deal. Yeah, well, it would have to it have to DFA him or DF, okay, to DFA him. Okay, DFA him. And that's where it's like teams can claim him, like all these other things can happen, and then if just no one picks him up, he can. Well, he, I think I, I want to say he may be at enough service. He may not be. I, I, I need to look at what the exact number is, but we've talked about it before, where if a guy's at a certain amount of service time, is when they can elect free agency. Samson may not be at that point yet. Um, but he may be close. I don't know. So um, if that is the case, he's over that service time threshold. He may, he, if the Cubs DFA him, no one, he doesn't, no, no other team picks him up. Um, they think if the Cubs outright him to triple a Iowa, um, but he has that, you know, he meets that threshold, then he can obviously elect free agency, but I'll, I'll have to look into, into what that, where he's at in, in terms of that level. As we've all learned, I'm really bad at this roster shit. So, well, Matt in the chat has the great point that Ryan Poles might claim him because Ryan Poles and the Bears have been just claiming everybody. <laughs> yeah. They just want to claim everybody right now. Uh, should we take care of tonight's who you got? I, I have one question. Oh, oh Just oh, a quick oh, one excuse, for Ryan. Excuse me. Um, well, I mean, I want to get to who you got. I, I want to talk about yesterday's, right and I also want to talk about who won tonight, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> but I do have an, you know, a Cubs question for you. Uh, Morell's playing third base more. Lately, obviously, he played uh, uh, a lot of center field. We saw him at second base when he, you know, first came up. Uh, the the throws at third base, obviously, he had the error tonight. Also, had one that PJ Higgins at first base kind of bailed him out. As Ross talked about the the kind of move, obviously, with wisdom out for this prolonged period, has he talked at all about the move to third and kind of? getting used to the position again obviously he's played there before but some of these throws are are pretty aggressive so uh, it... yeah well i think the the move to third obviously is like all comes down to wisdom being out for a while i think he i think his first start morell's first start uh, you know he, he debuted this may 17 i think may may 18 was his first start and that was at third base but other than that until wisdom got hurt and he kind of was filling in at third base every day um, he didn't play third base in between that time. Um, Ross hasn't addressed it like these last couple of days, but I think that's definitely something that they're going to look at after tonight, after those two throws. I mean, there was that one, um, obviously the error, uh, but then even the one that PJ uh, kind of saved him. I think that might have been in the first inning mm-hmm. uh, when PJ, you know, obviously jumped off the base, grabbed him, was able to get Jonathan India running the first. I mean, it's just, I, yeah, it's, that's definitely something I think there will be addressed more. Maybe maybe I can look into it myself a little bit. Um, 
but I do think it's, you know, it's hard. And then everyone kind of talks about, I know Ross has talked about, like, it can, it can be difficult, obviously for a young guy, not just for anyone to move around the, the, the field as much as Murrah has, but a guy that's broken at, I think he's 23 years old right now. Um, just how hard that can be to, to be asking a guy who's still trying to get his footing that didn't really play in triple a. And then now he's up in the majors already. He's that young and he's trying to figure out how to play up to six different positions at the major league level. Like it's, it is a difficult task, but I, I know, I know, um, no, he's always working out there. He, he's out there every day taking ground balls. Obviously Andy Green's out there with him, you know, hitting him ground balls and stuff. Um, I want to say he was working with Franville maybe today or yesterday. Um, but it, it, yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah. Hasn't, hasn't like straight up been addressed to, I guess, to me. Um, but that's definitely something that needs to be looked into because he, those throws were obviously not good. And that's not, this isn't the first time. It's not the anomaly. Like he's had some trouble with his, with the, with the throws from third base. We've seen it. Um, and I, I'm sure that that's something that they're, you know, not only that have they seen it, they're, I, I guarantee they're working to address it for sure. I mean, it's been it's been noticeable, and another thing to consider is you've seen more of it right now. As he's like you said, he's gone to an, another another different position, but it's also while he's been struggling at the plate. And young players specifically can a lot of times, if you're struggling at the plate, take it out into the field. The focus is lost a little bit. So let's not forget that he just turned 23 this season. Yeah, and some of that can also be moving around, like Ryan was saying, and some of it can just be mental lapse because he's focused on I'm not doing well at the plate how am I getting back to doing what I was doing before you got a lot going on right now and that's all part of playing early in your career yeah and I I think you know what Ryan said with him being 23 moving around Mm -hmm. a lot you know and even struggling at the plate you know I know uh Brendan and I talked about that over the weekend like a lot of this stuff is is to be expected it's part of the process and it's okay uh just in a game where it wasn't, as you said, Luke, not that exciting. Uh, that seemed like something I was just curious if they had that. any thoughts. I don't know if you used those exact words. I said but, it was one of the 10 most boring um, games of the season, yeah. Yeah, just curious if, you know, more more in the perspective of, uh, you know, how do they help him? He's being asked a lot, you know, to finish out the season. So how do they help him kind of end this season in a good place on the field mentally? Um, but, yeah, it'll. I'm, I'm sure it'll come up. Yeah, uh, no, especially with how much he's at third base right now. I know Wisdom is, uh, I don't want to say he hit in the cage today. Um, so that may, that return may be coming in the near future. And then Morel moves back to kind of places he's been a little more successful or been a little more comfortable in. But um, for now, he's obviously still one of those guys that's going to keep getting those shots at third base. And they'll, uh, again, for sure, try to figure out how to, how to control that. Because, uh, I don't know, it's maybe young hobby kind of thing where just just really trying to make the plays and sometimes it doesn't go it doesn't go right. Um, maybe you saw the one again the one that he kind of threw or pulled PJ off the bag. It was he made a really good play on the ball and then he it, the throw just wasn't there. Um, right. So I mean it, it, it again comes with being young like that, but uh, definitely something they're going to be working on addressing for sure. It's weird because like that was what we were told was is like his his position. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm actually surprised to see the struggles that he's having at third, considering what we've seen at center and what we've seen at second at short. 
I, I think a lot of it is kind of like what Luke said, you know, struggling at the plate, young guy, you know, probably the most games he's ever played in a season. Like, that's not an excuse or anything. Like, he, he knows he's got to be better. I'm just limiting my expectations. I mean, he's already outperformed anything that we expected this Absolutely. year if he were yeah. to actually Way come up. Way outperformed I think it. at this point yeah. you're just hoping he finishes the season strong. He's got another hit tonight, so that's two hits in the last two days. And you go into the offseason with him, and you're you're thinking that, all right, this is what he's got to improve on. This is how he's going to have to get better at the plate. And maybe, just maybe, he can you can develop your own Chris Taylor. I don't know, but that's – that's what you hope that you can eventually do. Yeah, definitely. And if there's a game that you would lose focus on as a young player, it it's, a, it's against the Reds tonight. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Like, like, like gonna, the rest of I'm us. I'm not going to shame him for that. Yeah. I lost focus many times during this game. We all lost focus. I mean, shit, we were sitting on the couch talking about signing Aaron Judge and <laughs> crap like that like half the night. Uh, who you got tonight? It was uh, well, a landslide this time. Corey. Honestly, Corey kind of kind of came at me a little hostile a few minutes ago. I came out here ready 100% to say Corey won this. There's no choice tonight, Ryan. Yeah. You can't pull any well, of saying, your your shenanigans no. tonight. It's who's, all me. It's me and the Franimal, baby. I, I, no, there's no shenanigans. I don't come on here and say, oh, Nico got a hit. But he also played nine innings at the hardest position on the field. He's, he's still going. He's still work, he's still trying to work it. I, I feel. I just describe it as the atrocious, no, I, egregious error last night must be corrected. I, I do Miller, feel like you. you know. I I do feel like it's my second who you got win. Uh, you know, yeah, I congratulations. I would have liked a, a well sound deserved. effect. You know what I mean from the board. You know the horn or something. But uh, we don't do know. that here because you just took the lead on me. <laughs> Can't have that. Say, yeah. oh, it's personal leads. with Kevin. Corey leads. He has two points on the year. He is ahead of Kevin, who has one and a half. Joey, who somehow got one. And then Maverick has one because of vibes. And when our friend Rachel from the UK was here, she she magically won that day. It was all meant to be. So and I, was, you know, look, the know. good sport that I am, Ryan is accusing me of being a Stucky Nation devotee, which I am. But I, I got my Saya shirt on. That that was Cody's guy tonight. It's not even my guy. I'm su- I'm I'm right. I'm supporting yeah. the Cubs. Ryan is the one out here that's you know so divisive. Stan Miller has now gone to Team Corey. Well, be- because you, because Corey, of Ryan being so divisive, everyone is turning on me, thinking that. I didn't or that I didn't want to give Stucky the win last, well, last night because it would have made him closer to my correct. leading score. That is factual. And there's nothing there's nothing factual that about factual. that. The only thing factual about it is if it's spelled F A X. Here's, the, right? here's like, the facts. Here's the facts. <laughs> there's no facts. Going in going into Friday, I was two points behind Mr. Del Mendo. In reality, I was one point behind Mr. Del Mendo because of Maverick. The Maverick point adds oh on to the Stucky, and there it's the same oh. person. We all know it's the same person. I know it I seems know, like in a court of law. You I don't have, know. You, I, there's been cases. You, you have literally you said into which that puts microphone. me within one. Which puts me within one. So what happened um, Friday? We had the same two for four. He left two more guys on base, and they together decided to steal a point and push me back and let Ryan move up because Cody knows that Ryan will never catch him. <laughs> So what happened oh, last night? What happened damn. last night was the same thing. Ryan comes up with some BS, you know, about a couple of little flares that he hit. My guy has a home run and drives in three runs, and Cody looks around and is like, 
oh crap, in reality, Stucky's one behind me. Like I better do I think in Ryan reality. wins. And the chat goes, Whoa. the chat Whoa. just explodes. There's the chat an accusation explodes. of a, a collusion being thrown there's, there's 100% here right collusion now. here. Luke, okay. And, Luke, and, and Brendan. Completely off base. You are that, out of that. your mind. Brendan, all I did was I didn't give any argument. I got on here, and all I said was, Brendan's here. He joined the show. Let him pick. You said all right. Yes. Luke, and Brendan stand, picked me. Stand, you stand. said all completely. I, is, I said I wanted to Brendan hear what he had to say. Brendan is the one who no. picked it. I didn't, I didn't know right, that Brendan right, was being right. bought. I don't I don't know that Brendan is impartial. Brendan and Ryan have teamed up on right. excellent yeah. articles that you can read at allchg.com. That is correct. That is correct. I, I don't know if Brendan is impartial. That's all I'm saying. Ryan and Brendan yeah, are an excellent right. team. And I, I had poked fun that we may have had to do a wellness check on him, and it hurt him a little bit, hurt his feelings. He went all the way to California, hurt his feelings, <laughs> and he did, decided to take it out on the integrity of the game. Now, me so, and Brendan, uh, strictly professional friendship, um, doesn't you know who you got does not be affected by it. Just when we're writing, we that's that's when we that's when magic happens. But outside of the writing, it's it's um, how, how you doing? I hope you had a good day. Mm -hmm. you know, Here's five dollars. Let's talk about Kyle Hendricks friends. slider. Yeah, let's, stuff like that. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's let's talk sliders. Here's five bucks. I'll send you a Venmo. Let Listen, Rhonda is the biggest Ryan fan. Luke is all she can say. Well, I don't. I also don't. Right. As yeah, even I though I'm agree. even though I'm a founding member of Stucky Nation, I do want to. I don't want to distract from the fact that I won tonight. Me yeah, and Fran Mel Reyes. Fran Reyes. Two hits. You did win. Ripped them. Absolutely you Both, won. I think, 105 oh, miles an hour and yet or more Ryan off the bat. tried to steal it again. Yeah, the, the first one was 108. <laughs> what way? Oh, Jack, right, justice right, for right, Stucky. That should be a hashtag that... This, this is hilarious. Free Luke, yes. And Luke, and Luke is trying to say that I, I tried to steal anything today because... Cody, let's go back a few weeks. Well, look, did you Cody see how he went to Cody right away? Did you see how he went right to Cody for the help? And Cody's just sitting there with the hat backwards like he just ate the canary like... Yep, I know Ryan can't talk, catch Luke. me. See, Luke, you, you, you keep trying to talk over people. It's not going to work. We're going to go back a few weeks when the Cubs were playing a Friday night game in San Francisco, I want to say. And the game took a while. Maybe it was, maybe was Los Angeles. This game took a while. It was 1 a.m. I think me and Cody had pretty much decided we both were the one of us two had won. And Luke said, no, I stayed up too late. I deserve a point for staying up this late. And you know what? We gave it to him. We gave him the point. So Luke Interesting. is up here, Interesting. And, then, and then when clearly he loses other other days. So you were trying to take a point back for me staying up late? Is that what you're trying to do? He did try to take oh. a point one time because he took Contreras, and he said that Contreras had a hit, and no. he plays the toughest position in the field. Well, that is true. He does play the <laughs> toughest position in the field. So, while You tried to convince me that Luke, Nick Madrigal was Luke, driving baseball While Luke is going to spew conspiracy theories the last yeah. 24 hours on the internet, not only here, but on the internet. Those are facts. Those are facts. Oh, yeah. I'm just I'm just repeating what the chat knows. facts. All right. Free Luke, justice for Stucky. Them. If he's going to spew them, then I am, I mean, it's only fair that Ryan brings those up. And again, what Ryan said about last night, Brendan picked Jack, it. I just said elders, my opinion. Yep, I didn't yep. choose. I had no I had no part in choosing. I was just giving my opinion. Oh, he had a choice. I, I just want to note that of all the times that I've been in the studio, this also, is the most the uncomfortable I felt I in the middle chair. Do, do you know what happened it's after the show last night? It is heated in this we studio. We got up and Sarah goes, wait a minute. 
Sarah was producing, had already, we didn't tell her anything. She just had selected, Luke won who you got, put it on the graphic. We got up and started walking away, and Sarah goes, wait a minute, you didn't win who you got? How didn't you win? And I said, Sarah, where the hell were you 10 minutes ago? <laughs> I put that in the Slack. I heard that <laughs> as you guys were leaving. I said, I they were trying Slack. to steal it, and you were over there not saying anything. So uh, this is what is going to happen. And it's, it's a difficult night for me. Uh, because I'm all about the integrity of the game. And we started Who You Got as something that was going to be fun for the CHGO fans, uh, for the chat, for us to all be partners, one team, choosing and rooting for one team. So I've decided this will be my final season ever of Who You Got. (laughs) And I have have spoken to the commissioner's office (laughs) due to the integrity of the game being lost by... uh, Multiple parties who have decided to ruin (laughs) the game and the integrity of the game. The commissioner's office has told me they would like me, like Theo Epstein, to take over as the commissioner of who you got for next season because they (laughs) are concerned about the integrity of the game, the following of the rules, and the way it is being handled. So it's against everything in my competitive nature not to want to compete in this, but if people are not going to be fair and treat the game right, you know, and treat each other right, I'm going to have to rise above and be the person, the overlord, that oversees the entire process because the integrity of the game comes before winning. Ryan, I don't know if you can see this, but there's a a glimmer of a tear. A a glimmer of a tear in Luke's eye right now. So, Rhonda, despite you don't want me to have to give up, I'm not giving up. I'm doing this for the game. I'm doing this for you. Thank you, Luke. Uh, Thank you, Stucky. Let's get that trending. Let's get that hashtag trending. Can we get Andy Bernard? Can we get Andy Bernard singing uh, "I will, or I will remember you"? Now, after that, I I need yeah. Andy Bernard from the office singing "I will remember you." Thank you. I just I need I, I in terms of people like Luke's claiming that Brendan was bought for who you got votes. I'm like, if Luke's commissioner, he will be bought for he will easily be bought for who you got votes next year. The integrity easily. of the game comes first, Ryan. Yep. And. Uh, as commissioner, we will have to have a separate discussion in the offseason about possible transgressions I and think, penalties I that could be paid for in I the future think, seasons. I think... Uh, yeah, look at this. Joel Martinez, dictatorship. Thank you, Joel. I think that no, next year... It's going to be. I think next year the rule is is the producer chooses who wins. Thank you. Didn't we start doing that earlier in the season? And well, if we go with that, no, I, but if, we, we if don't, you went we with don't, that, we, we, I would have we, won because the producer did pick and put a star by my head. I just run it up. See, Stan, penalties are necessary. But, That's, that is correct. But you you guys okayed with Brendan picking last night. Yep. Yeah. Nobody so should that, be okay with Brendan picking or doing anything, frankly. Nobody I should be okay I wasn't with on the, the integrity of the game being questioned. I think also what we've learned is we really need the Cubs to be good at at baseball. Listen, yeah. we've already had one man on this set tonight say he's okay with steroids, which, of course, is the integrity of the game. And so what's to think that he would not be taking payoffs <laughs> from And Mr. using Ryan that money on points bet. That's right. Maybe I need to That's run right. this thing next year. How about it? Then you can keep hey. playing, and we don't have to do a retirement tour for you. I, I, I think, I, I, think I have to stick with the commissioner has mm-hmm. asked for, okay. and that is for me to oversee the who is the, it hurts me. Who is the it hurts me now. Who's the current I, commissioner? There is no Lawrence? commissioner right now. That's the problem. 
There is no commissioner. We got to vote on the commissioner. We got to vote on rules. I'm going to get a whiteboard and we're going to use it. Whiteboard's too erasable. Too erasable. Again, two hits tonight. I did win tonight. Whatever the rules are in the future, we'll never forget this. We're going to be sitting as commissioner. As future commissioner, I agree with that. Thank you, Stucky Nate. As future commissioner, I give Corey the full point for tonight. We're going to be doing this podcast in two months. earned that win today. Corey 100% earned his point today. No doubt about Absolutely. it. Didn't even come in. Me and the Franimal, baby. Didn't even argue. We're going to be doing this podcast in two months, and Luke is going to bring this night up. And yesterday, too. Difficult mm-hmm. night. I know a lot of my followers are going to be very disappointed not to have me and who you got. Stan, I'm disappointed for you. I feel your pain. Stucky Nation, feel for you as well. Once again, the Twitter poll picked me, so. But again, yeah, that was wild. And, that, and then we had the Twitter poll. That sham mockery. Completely rigged, yeah. Completely rigged sham mockery. <laughs> well, that's oh, what I you wanted. Nation, you though. wanted a poll, Stucky. You wanted that after all your other excuses. Corey Nation, Stucky Nation forever. Thank you, Stan. <laughs> I disagree that the, guy, the Sox oh, guys shouldn't have picked. Sox guys shouldn't have picked I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool being my own nation. It's cool. <laughs> Michael Collada wants to be commissioner. Now, that is a possibility. <laughs> yes. We'll be in touch. I like that. Well, the, s- send your Ricketts, resume. The Ricketts lose every night in that. In that. In if Michael Collada is commissioner, in last place, the Ricketts every night. Jared Until says, this off season, when they sign Aaron Judge and Xander Bogarts and Carlos Correa, right? Yeah. Jared says, "Luke, you aren't old enough to pull a boomer move like this, and I'm a, and I'm Stucky Nation." There's no picture. Jared, I, I, we can't be. This could be a bot that Ryan could be oh. making right at Wrigley Field right now. There's no photo. Max Cody says, Nation Cody vibes are immaculate. That's true. See? That is true. We are always vibing in this house. The thing is, Luke, you could, you, the way you know that, I'm, that it's not me as a bot, I would never, ever type out the words, I'm Stucky Nation. I don't, I don't care if it's trying to fool you. I will never put those words. Those words will never come out of my mouth. I'll, you know, frankly, as one of the as one of the leaders of Stucky Nation, he's not welcome in Stucky Nation. <laughs> no, so it doesn't. He's not I mean, welcome. if you're if you want to join, like or I not, said, it's there not are transgressions that have to be addressed. And again, we're <laughs> supposed to believe that Cody and Ryan are not in on this together. Yet they met after the game near Wrigley Ooh, Field last night. We did not as meet. admitted. Ooh. As admitted, they had a rendezvous. They had a rendezvous. We did not meet after the I game. Drove past his car. And there was one report per hour. There was at least one report on a police scanner of a guy on a scooter rolling towards the north side, yelling, "I stole a point! I stole a point!" With a big bag full of money. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yelling from the scooter. So, All right. Well, I that's guess it. It, we're gonna wrap I guess it up. the rest of the way, it's me versus Ryan because Stucky says he's done. No, no, no. I'm in this next season. Year. Oh, but you're done. This next is year. my final season of Your who you got. Season. All oh, right. yep. You know what it is? It's he thinks he's gonna retire on top. He thinks he's gonna go out like, like Tom Brady. Almost I, I'm staying in this season because I am not a quitter, and <laughs> I have told my fans that this will be for them. <laughs> I will dedicate my, my bid. Although I will be going against many things. All right. I will say that at least this retirement tour is not extremely fraudulent like some others. Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, and I will all be retiring <laughs> in the same season. Possibly out of Wainwright. That is. Which that makes is us all eligible for the Hall of Fame at the same time. Well, at least two of you are, are deserving, Luke. <laughs> Uh, Reds beat the Cubs 7-1 to in one of the 10 most boring games of the season. 
and I will soon be retiring from who you got. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs post-game show podcast. We didn't didn't hit 80 viewers. Let's try again tomorrow. Didn't get to 80 viewers. Well, I'll give away a free shirt. Thanks to Team Corey for coming in. Congratulations on your authentic win tonight on who you got. And, of course, as always, fly the W.